0: for joining us on another podcast. I'm Eleanor, one of the communication specialists at East Lancashire Hospital's NHS Trust. So today we're not just looking at ELHT but we're joining with colleagues across the Lancashire and South Cumbria patch to talk about the pathology collaboration. Now, the pathology collaboration comprises the four acute trusts in Lancashire and South Cumbria. So we've got Lancashire Teaching Hospitals NHS Foundation Trust, East Lancashire Hospitals NHS Trust, University Hospitals of Morecambe Bay and Blackpool Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust. So the overall aim of the collaboration is to improve pathology services, which ensures a standardised and equitable offer for all patients across Lancashire and South Cumbria. So the project aims to provide a streamlined, sustainable service, which is clinically and cost effective by collaborating with each other. Investment can be made in the latest equipment and technology to provide the best possible diagnostic service, which in turn will improve patient outcomes. So today I'm really pleased to have with me Mark Hindle, who's the managing director of the collaboration and Professor Anthony Rowbottom, who's the clinical director. And we're going to have a bit of a chat about the pathology collaboration itself, the engagement process and what they see the future of the service to look like as well. So, Mark, would you like to tell me a bit about yourself and your role?
1: Uh, Thank you very much. So my role is Managing Director. A bit about my history and background. I've worked in the NHS for 44 years. I've done a lot of different roles. I've spent 20 of the last years working at executive level, including being a chief executive. Uh, My professional background is in pathology. I was a microbiologist. So I'm a BMS by background of 25 years standing. um, And I'm very proud of the work I've done and continue to do
2: in the NHS.
0: And how about you, Anthony?
2: Hello, Uh, my name is Anthony Rowbottom, I'm the clinical director for the service and um, I have a a long history within the NHS. I've worked at four major centres um, and I'm currently the laboratory director for Lancashire Teaching Hospitals in the Immunology Department. That's a a large regional service that provides diagnostics for um, services right across England. We get samples from as far south as Portsmouth and over to Belfast.
0: So a lot of progress was made in the program over the last 12 months and then there was a decision to pause so Mark can you summarize where we're up to now and the reason for that pause?
1: So you're quite right in uh, in describing we've made a lot of progress over the journey of uh, the project of bringing services together across Lancashire and South Cumbria those those include developing a business case for the future clinical model identifying a a location for where that service will be provided from. Uh, so lots of governance things were also um, uh, sorted out. But we took our, the next step of the journey just before Christmas of bringing a single service together in advance of delivering the future uh, clinical model. The bringing of the service together was going to be hosted by one organisation. So it, it involved a TP transfer of staff to one organisation So we'd have all our staff in pathology employed by Langshere Teaching Hospital, one single service for Langshere and South Cumbria. So we went out to consultation on that that premise and we got a lot of negative feedback. And basically people were saying to us, we were doing things too quickly. They wanted more information. They wanted the opportunity to re-engage and discuss what the priorities were for the service uh, going forward. So at the board level we decided to um, to take the opportunity to pause, stop the at consultation, re-engage with our staff and listen to people about what the priorities are for the service and how we deliver it in the future. This was further complicated as well because part of our plans for the future were dependent on being given an amount of capital to invest in our service uh, for the future delivery of pathology. That's Business case has been in the system now for well over a year and no decision has yet been forthcoming. So it was not sensible to keep going on, uh, assuming that we were going to be allocated the capital for investment. And we, uh, the board took a decision that, bearing in mind the feedback we got from the consultation and the fact we've not been allocated the capital, it was sensible just to take stock of where we are and regroup. But really importantly, this is not a stop to the, uh, the the process. This is uh, what is described as a pause and an opportunity to regroup and move forward accordingly.
0: So Anthony, it sounds like getting the delivery framework and associated clinical model right is a fundamental part of the Jigsaw. Could you give your perspective on that as the clinical director?
2: Yes, we know that pathology plays a vital role in clinical pathways, um, and it's been reported quite widely that 80% of clinical decisions are based on pathology results i think that's a key element as we move forward thinking about the future clinical models and delivery framework and it's the question of over the last few years technology has moved on at a pace as well so now is a perfect time for us to pause and reflect on how we can make better use of new technologies how we understand we can fit and support clinical colleagues right across the ICS, Lancashire and South Cumberland and also how we might take forward some of the new developments. So as we look at diagnostics, there is a a national drive to move a significant proportion of those out into the community and use greater use of community diagnostic centres, rapid diagnostic centres for cancer. And so pathology does not stand still and whilst this project has been running a number of years we recognise that there is every opportunity and it's appropriate that we stop pause reflect on what we've proposed to make sure that it's still fit for a purpose now and we have the opportunity to shape the service as we go forward in the future
0: so the board now agreed that a renewed process of engagement should be undertaken. So Mark, can you tell us a little more about that and what you will do with the output of the engagement?
1: Yes, yeah, certainly. So I do think it's the right thing to do. I think it's a brave decision by the board. It's very easy to carry on regardless and not to take stock of where you are and what you need to do differently. So we, the board has agreed and I myself and Anthony recommended that we should take time To go back out and talk to our stakeholders predominantly our staff about how we want to deliver the service so it's not just about the clinical model in a building it's about what the priorities are from the people who work in the service what those priorities are for what we do in the service as opposed to how we deliver a service in a building i think that's a really important thing to do along with reflecting and asking how we could communicate differently better and listening to that feedback hard as though some of it might be, we've got somebody to help us do that engagement. It's a large piece of work with nearly a 1,000 staff. So to ensure that we, everybody gets the opportunity to, to contribute to that uh, process, we, I think we need additional capacity and professional uh, support to actually undertake that. It'll comprise of things like questionnaires, uh, focus groups, meetings, meetings at whatever time uh, is required for staff, and all that will be brought together into one set of recommendations as how we move forward as a pathology collaboration in Lancashire and South Cumbria. That will go back to the board. It's envisaged, as you said, uh, after a three month period of, of work and go back it to the board at the end of summer. And then we can decide as a board about how we organise ourselves to deliver pathology services, what's really important, what the priorities are and what the delivery model is for uh, ensuring that those priorities
2: for patients are actually delivered in Lancashire, South Cumbria.
0: So how will the clinical leads be engaged Anthony?
2: This is a, a, a tremendous opportunity for us to engage with clinical teams. Um, we have wide number of uh, staff members across pathology who are passionate about the service they provide. And that would include not only clinical leads, but also biomedical scientists, admin and clerical support staff. And I think it's really important that we understand that we provide a service and we need to take a holistic approach. So in terms of clinical leads, we will be engaging with each of the leads from each department who will then be working with their teams to understand how we might develop the options for going forward with the pathology service. An important aspect of this is also to engage with our stakeholders. We, we are a support service and our clinicians within the Trust as well as in the community expect that we will provide a high level service to meet their needs. And I think it's really important that we have a full understanding of what the clinical needs of the teams that we support in the Trust and in the community are and that we start to develop plans that align to meet those needs. A key element for clinical engagement was the formation of the clinical reference group. Um, And this is an opportunity for senior clinicians around the uh, Lancashire and South Cumbria pathology network to meet together to discuss some of the topics which are relevant as we take forward the new service. And this includes uh, current clinical directors clinical chairs of each of the disciplines, and also some specialist advisors. And these are, as I say, senior clinicians who have a lot of experience and expertise in running pathology services. So many of the plans that we put forward have been discussed and agreed through the clinical reference group. And this is a a structure that we will continue to use as we look to formulate the future service.
0: So Mark, how will this engagement be different to what's been done in the past and how will staff concerns be addressed?
1: It will be different and it will be different from the perspective that we've never really done this exercise before. Uh, I've already talked about, we've we've engaged and talked to our staff and our people who work in the service about what a building might look like and how we organise ourselves uh, in a new building. But this is to me about something much more fundamental it's about what we will do in that building and what we will do in that service and what are the clinical priorities for our patients. So well, that's why it will be different. We haven't done it uh, in this way before and it is about really listening and, and using this as an opportunity to reset how we do things, listen to that feedback and then move forward with what I want to see as a, a much more engaged workforce as opposed to a significantly disengaged workforce as we see at this moment in time.
0: So what's your vision for pathology services in the future? Um, Either of you want to go ahead with that one?
1: I'm quite happy to start. I I generally sum this up in in a very short sentence. I want to see a more resilient service, a more efficient service, and a more effective service. I want to talk a bit more about effective. By effective, I mean I want it to be the best possible quality that we can deliver within the resources that we've got. I want our staff to have the best experience of coming to work and the best opportunities. I want to see investment in our services in terms of newer modern technologies, such as digital pathology, uh, new automation, and a new laboratory computer system. That's the same in every laboratory so that we can communicate to all the clinicians and all the biomedical scientists. If you work in Burnley and if you work in Finesse, you'll get the same information, the same system,
2: and the same set of tests and standards how about you anthony i'd like to see a service where we can demonstrate that we've had a positive impact on patient outcomes that we have a culture where we are looking to improve our services right across pathology so that we can benefit patients as they come into hospital but also maintaining um patients living at home so again adoption of new technologies new ways of thinking I'd also like to think that we have a workforce and a culture that is fully engaged and is positive looking to see how we can improve the quality of the service that we currently offer. I think there are many challenges as we go forward, not least the finance. So having staff that are invested in this vision will be really, really important to us and central to us delivering on that primary objective of improving patient outcomes.
0: So thank you both for that. Is there anything else that either of you would like to add about the plan transformation? I know there's some exciting developments underway, such as the rollout of a new laboratory information management system across the system. So perhaps you could tell us a bit about that or the digital pathology as well.
2: So currently we have four different laboratory system IT systems and they don't talk to each other, which makes using things like standardisation of approaches, harmonization of how we interact with clinical pathways particularly challenging. So we were awarded significant amount of monies over 10 million pounds to develop a single laboratory information system and that is the glue that holds each of the laboratories together. It also interfaces between various pieces of equipment and the IT systems. The importance of that is that having data available is really important for clinicians as they're managing patients. So having that information available in a timely fashion at the time that the patient is being seen is critical. So as we develop our understanding and use of the new laboratory information systems, we can then also start to apply new technologies like artificial intelligence, machine learning, to aid us in clinical decision making. Another key area of this is uh, development of digital pathology and um, in some aspects we're still back in the dark ages. Um, we cut sections, very thin sections, we stain them, we put them onto a glass slide and we have to move those glass slides from one um, individual to another individual or we might even have to transport them from one part, from one laboratory to another laboratory which could be in another part of the country. So. Being able to digitalize those slides and therefore start to move images around the country would make the ability to use the second opinions of consultants, as well as some of these newer technologies, um, such as artificial intelligence, to help us um, view and investigate and analyze those slides in a much more efficient manner. So the future is digital pathology, and it will improve particularly cancer pathways where we know that a key element for the diagnosis is the availability of a histology report.
1: I would like to think that on the outcome of the, uh, the re-engagement process that we're just about to undertake that we will be having a different conversation with people who work in pathology to we'll be excited about all the things such as a new limb system new technologies, new ways of working, and being really clear about what our joint priorities are. This is an exciting opportunity and I want to change the current conversation from one of how do we not do things, to how do we work together effectively uh, and uh, to the benefit of patients. I've seen amazing work of people working together through COVID and I think that demonstrates that we can do that, do it effectively and do it for the benefit of people who use our service
0: so finally we've been living in a pandemic for over two years now and employees across pathology have worked tirelessly to respond to this whilst also delivering the work that is needed to support care pathways to be provided so is there anything you'd like to say to them
1: yeah i'd like to uh, say something the first thing i'd like to say is thank you to all our staff and it's not just been staff working in the uh, areas of uh, COVID-19 testing although they have worked tirelessly and relentlessly to provide a great service for our patients. It's been all of the, the staff in Pathology who've helped out done, undertaken different roles or made sure that other essential services are delivered as required. It's been Pathology's finest hour, I think, in many respects, in terms of the way that staff, the services, managers, the boards, the executive, the whole system has risen to the challenge of responding to COVID-19. It's been an enormous drain on the system and people and people's lives and energy to actually do those things I've briefly outlined. And I can see the impact it's had on people's lives. I mean, I've lived through that pandemic as well. I was the Pathology Incident Director for Lancashire and South Cumbria. So my role was to coordinate the testing across that um, uh, our patch so that all our patients received testing and a fair and equitable service whenever it was needed and mutual aid was given and it's been incredibly, it's been incredibly moving I would say to see the efforts of people to ensure that patients got what they needed wherever we could provide it whenever it was needed and I'd just like to thank this but I'd like to thank you for asking me the question so I can uh, articulate this but I'd like to just say thank you to all our staff working in pathology services over the last two or three years because you've been amazing
0: well we'll continue the thank yous there so i'd just like to thank you both for joining me today on the podcast it's been really interesting to hear about the engagement of the service and also the future of it as well and so thank you very much and hopefully we'll speak again soon
1: thank you Eleanor thank you